Welcome to the Mound Visit Podcast on the Top 100 Sports Network. I'm Casey Honigbaum, joined as always by the 15-year MLB veteran and all-star Jason Grilly. Today we got a great show for you, but before we hop into that, we want to remind you to subscribe to the show. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, Top 100 Sports Network, where you can watch every episode of the show. And if you just like to listen, you can do that wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Follow the show on there as well and leave us a review. It really helps us out. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Coming in hot, baby. We're coming in hot with another mound visit right now. I can't believe it's June 14th. We're already carving through June. Yeah. Seems like momentum's picking up and we're we're moving right along. Mound visit time. Uh, I don't know what to catch up on. There's a lot of dramatics, as always, in baseball. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't turn on the TV much because there's plenty of come through your phone. Or the internet case, and yeah. uh, you know, I want to I want to kick it off though. If you haven't watched this weekend, or haven't had yet to go to a movie theater, it's out in movie theaters. We've had Lindsay Barra on the show. I'm wearing my Yogi shirt, dude. It it made me cry mm. for so many reasons. Unpacking that legendary baseball player, probably one of the greatest of all time. If you watch this, you'll understand why Yogi is so great and what he means to baseball. It's a phenomenal documentary. And kudos to Lindsay, man. She is somebody that, uh, let's just say, just from a, a woman's standpoint, any man would be lucky to have that person as a family member, yeah. uh, a relative, uh, friend, uh, you know, spouse. She is She is a, she's a G. She yeah. is... Yeah. <laughs> She's a badass mamma jamma, and kudos, Lindsay, did a phenomenal job. I told her after I watched it, I said, I was moved to tears, and that was one of her goals. There's no crying in baseball, but if you don't get a tear-jerking moment in that that film, something's wrong with you. So, I'm the Yogi. Watch it, and I'm going to give him a shameless plug, too. I got the Yogi wine. You know, get a little wine, get mm-hmm. a date, make a date night out of it. Uh, Yogi Berra wine is out there. Yeah. from rock and roll so check it out you haven't watched it yet man Get i have there. no i know i haven't seen it yet i i was telling you right before we got on i i just saw it come across my um right up on amazon i saw it to rent so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to do that because i mean obviously for those of you that haven't listened uh, you could check out our episode that we did when we interviewed uh lindsey and she talked all about it and what that process was like and just about her her grandfather and i, I actually just finished reading or I'm in the middle of reading really good book. Uh, it's called The Baseball 100, and the uh, writer from The Athletic kind of tells the story of baseball through, in his opinion, the 100 greatest players. And he went through, one of those players was Yogi Berra, and, you know, in, in his in his short uh, section about Yogi Berra, he talked about just how, you know, a lot of people know him and it's kind of what Lindsay said. A lot of people know him for his, you know, the Yogiisms and his, you know, kind of him being like that pop culture icon almost, but it's like his play on the field was second to none in terms of the catching position. And when he was playing, 
any hitter uh, dude, ten, in baseball. Ten rings, just just ten yeah. rings. Yeah. Okay, that's not an accident. No. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be a spoiler alert. There's so many good things, but the whole dramatics between him, Steinbrenner, and Yogi Berra day when he finally came back yeah. to Yankee Stadium, and that's the day they had what David Cohn threw a perfect game that mm. day in Yankee Stadium on Yogi Berra day. And you just got to watch it. I don't, I don't even want to – that 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 was one of the moments I had a tearjerker moment in. Yeah. So pretty cool. That's the baseball dramatics. Like I always say, the baseball dramatics. If you don't get chills, you don't feel what baseball can be beyond just even the game. Like mm-hmm. there's powers. And the Yankees seem to have that lore too, right? Like there's all these freakish things. And I know you're a Met <laughs> fan. Sorry, dude. It's the opposite over there going on. It's like the uh, – the yin and the yang in New York. <laughs> oh God, you know. Yeah, but, uh, no, it is true. There's, there's a lot of. It's a, it's a storied franchise, and I mean, you, you can think of all the different. I just think of like the the moments in my lifetime. Um, you know, Derek Jeter in his final game at Yankee Stadium hitting a walk off. I mean, come on, how much more yeah, poetic and beautiful does it get i mean i'm not a yankees fan but i get chills just thinking about that as a baseball yeah. fan it's just no it's baseball it's good baseball and that was off of evan meek one of my good buddies when i played here ah. with the pirates he gave up that walk off uh thanks so good highlight bad highlight he's he's in a highlight that's a uh, how about how about that for an opening question because it's a little off topic but you think about guys getting their milestone hits and you know jeter had a had plenty of them. I mean, he had his three, the three thousandth hit was off David Price. It was a home run. Is that? I want to, It's kind of a two part question for you. Have you ever faced a guy when he was close to a milestone? And then yes. is that is that in your mind? Are you like, I don't want to be the guy to give up this hit? What is that? Yeah, what so is that process? I'll tell you. I'll tell you a moment. And this was something that drove me bananas. Like you talk about getting adrenaline already going, yeah. going again. So when Sammy Sosa was going to hit. Uh, I think it's 600th oh. home run. They had all these hologram balls, right? Mm. And they changed the balls during the game. And I was like, oh, no, dude, you ain't going to hit this off of me. Because I played in the steroid era, yeah, and yeah. it drove me bananas knowing that, listen, man, I pissed in the more cups than <sighs> you probably in your cupboard, bro. Uh, <laughs> and it, 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 like I said, whatever, scandalous, whatever, I, I could sleep well at night. But, yeah, it drove me crazy. That I was like, no, I ain't going to be on the back end of a highlight reel. I've already been on a couple of those, you know. And, I, and even I'll go back to even a Yankee. I was drafted by the Yankees out of high school. I, I would kill to be in a Yankee pinstripe. It's just kind of like that, Laura, even as a, as a ball player. Like them, hate them. You always want to be in, in somewhere where, like you said, everybody knows I got a bajillion jerseys over yeah. here hanging in my locker. One of them that I always wanted to wear was the pinstripes. Mm. Never did, but I did help them win a few games on the back end of them. <laughs> I, like, you know, I never, I never helped the Yankees win a championship, but I guess I kind of did somewhere along the line. There you go. But I also did beat them on one pitch, bro. I made, I beat the Yankees throwing one pitch mm. coming in a relief situation on a one-one tied ball game in Yankee Stadium. I got, uh, I got a Rod to pop up on a changeup to third base. And then Craig Monroe came in, hit a two-run home run. We won the game three to one. And my buddy Nate Robertson, who pitched the stellar, he was a hard luck pitcher that year, uh-huh. like 120 pitches, whatever it was, gem of a game, eight innings, or whatever, the seven plus innings, seven and a third, two thirds innings, and uh, 
I come in, throw one pitch, and I just tapped him. I go, bro, I'm sorry you worked so hard. <laughs> I said, I would love to give you that win, dude. You deserve the win, not me. Yeah. And it was. It was like I crowed this this win from Nate Robertson, who was our hard luck pitcher. But uh, I just laughed because I was a starter, and I know how hard mm. that is. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's my funny Yankee story, man. Was So did – did Sammy Sammy Sosa didn't hit that six hundredth off you? He did right? not. There you he go. He did not. I wouldn't let him. I did not. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that wasn't happening off of me. So I don't know who. He, there you go. You could be on the trivia question. Who hit? Who who gave up Sammy Sosa's? Look it up. Who gave up Sammy Sosa's six hundredth? Let's see. I'm gonna look. These it up are right monumental now. questions, right? Like people who say who 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 was the guy on the mound for Hank Aaron's or who was uh. Barry Bonds, you know, all those, all those guys, you know, they, like you said, monumental, being on the flip side of it. Let's see. It was off the Cubs. Oh, I couldn't tell who that is. So he hit it against the Cubs. Let's see. This is where we need the OBS right here. Jason Marquis. Oh, Sh- Shlomo, dude. Yep. I played with him. Yep. He was a great teammate. Jason, you, he Shlomo, pitched for a long Shlomo. time. He, Jason Marquis, oh, dude, he's an awesome guy. Jason Marquis, I think he's from Staten Island, too, mm-hmm. Long Island. He's a Long Island guy. We always used to say there was a place called uh, Vito and Shlomo's. It was an Italian-Jewish deli, oh. right, which uh, was a pretty unique space. But he goes, uh, we used to come up with funny nicknames. And, and in baseball, man, there's no prejudice. I mean, you're yeah, with yeah. every kind of every kind – of, uh, Every walk of life. Walk of life and ethnicity yep. and everything. In the clubhouse, anything goes. So people would be like, oh, my God, you want to throw CNN or Fox News in a clubhouse? <laughs> they would have a field day with it. But it just it, – there's love, man, in yeah. it because yeah. uh, you want to talk about diplomatic. If you don't like showering next to a guy or eating dinner next to a guy or you're on a plane, like you're always together, you're going to yeah. learn to like – what you might have prejudice or a hardship with good people, man. Yeah. And that's the fraternity of baseball. And mm. what I miss about it the most, everybody says that, man, you miss the guys that you hang out with. My phone is quiet. I can't just go knock on the hotel room door and bro, you want to go to breakfast knowing you had a hard day or, mm. Hey man, you want to go get a drink after the game, whatever it is. That's the part that's missed. But, uh, yeah. So well, that's a good runway, right? For mountain visit. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about this morning hey other news i gotta give kudos to one of our former guests scott cassidy mm. was just elected to he's the newest syracuse greater syracuse sports hall of fame he's All a class right. of 2023 so congratulations to scott cassidy for that um good that, season uh, with lemoyne this year they had a great year yeah yeah that's awesome so yeah, so um, kudos to that man. I was elected in 2019. There you and, go. Uh, we got to get Steve Grilly in there. I don't know why my dad, seriously, really? legend in Syracuse. Yeah, I don't know. I got to talk to Bud Pollock on the board. Now that I'm in the in the, I, you know, let's plug for Steve Grilly. If you look up what my dad's done, uh, bias, no bias. Well, he should be in there. Yeah, I mean, and to be honest, and I'm not joking here, he should be in for a change of pace alone. That's right. So I, I actually, I took my. My girlfriend came up to Syracuse to visit, and I took her to change of pace. Oh, there you she's, go. So here's she's very um, she's a foodie, so she knows her food, and I've been talking up change of pace since I had it for the first time. And <laughs> which for those kind of us did you that, get? I, what kind? Hot honey garlic parm. Okay. And um, extra crispy, and and so for those that don't know what we're talking about, 
uh, Grilly's dad, Steve Grilly, owns. It started the Change of Pace, which is a sports bar in Syracuse. It's fantastic, and and it's like the Cheers. He's the Sam Malone of Syracuse. Yes. Cheers. It is that kind of place. It's everything Legend. you'd want out of a sports bar. <laughs> like it's 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 just perfect. It's perfect. Dude, and everybody from Mariano Rivera to David Wells mm. is cooking pizzas in the back. I've, as a kid growing up, man, all the Syracuse Chiefs and the Chiefs, whatever the name of the team is, mm-hmm. whatever, they've all gone up the two mile road up the hill to my dad's bar, man, and it's the best. Yeah, Sean McDonough, legendary broadcasters, they all, all been there. It's it, it is and it's not only are, are the vibes in there great, but it was I mean and to go back to I, my girlfriend having the wings, I said after we left I was like so are they the best wings you've ever had and she's like yeah they might be and like it's hard to get her to to admit to things like she doesn't want to admit that I'm right <laughs> so and I got oh, her, gonna, so he, he, we're coming up on Father's Day I think that we're gonna have. The, the original grilled cheese on with us Father's Day. There's a yes, sir. That that's got to happen. So I think that's the wow. that might be our next. That's our next episode. I think so in honor yeah. of Father's Day. Absolutely. Um, well, we might even have to come out with a little uh, Guy Fieri moment because obviously I know there's something you wanted to talk about. One of your Mets guys, they're mm-hmm. getting. What's what? There's somebody's got something against the Mets. Like I said, the Yang. They're, they're, go ahead, dude. The hot button has been pressed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I texted you last night and told you this that I was going to, that I had some words, but, yeah. and I'll, I'll give a little background, but Mets Yankee Subway <laughs> Series last night, um, going into the, I believe it was going into the seventh inning, Drew Smith, Mets reliever, coming out onto the mound. It cuts back from commercial break, and all of a sudden, all the umpires are around him. They're touching his hands. I'm like, oh, no, not again. Come on. And then I see the one umpire give him the heave-ho, throws him out of the game. I'm like, oh, my God, what yeah, happened? but Case, but Case, haven't the Yankees been, like, questioned yes. too? So yes. There's been a little, like you said, it's, <laughs> it's a big New York moment, man. I had a big stage. The umpires are always getting in on the action. Yeah, and maybe they were making it about them. I don't know, but there's a lot of interesting things around it. So we are gonna we are gonna have a segment. I don't mm-hmm. know when it is. I'm gonna go buy some rosin. Yeah, I am gonna go show people how you can make your hand black and mm. sticky. Yeah, which you should be allowed to do for grip on a baseball, dude. I'm sorry, and and you know what, hitters, when you see them with that bag, they put the pint tar on, they put the rosin on there. The reason is because you want as much grip right on that bat. Right. It's confidence and security that, hey, I'm going to put my best swing on this. So why can't a pitcher have grip? I don't understand why. Oh, you, you cannot throw with powder. And when you put baby powder on a ball that's already slick and hard, you're not going to – how can you throw How can you throw it where you want it? How can you, how can you even attempt to be a big league pitcher? Like, I got to control this thing, which is tough. It's hard. Yep. It, so, it is – it yeah, is it's one of, of it's one of the most frustrating things for me right now in, in the game of baseball, and it's not. And I'm not just angry about this. Be, I am angry about this because it's a, I'm a Mets fan. Because it, first of all, with a bullpen that's already taxed and needs all the help they can get, he's probably been one of the bright spots in the bullpen, and that's saying something. So he's go, yeah. 
now banged 10 games he's gone no questions no questions asked somebody so, in the, somebody in the, in the syracuse is getting caught up they're happy mm-hmm, about it. Exa- well yeah that that so hopefully man hopefully whoever, another man's glory right there whoever takes his spot hopefully they they're able to fill that void and i hope they they do a great job and stick around but I'm I'm watching this and I'm and I'm watching Drew Smith go to all of his teammates. They all feel his hand. He's like, feel my hands. They all right. feel his hands and roll their eyes as like he goes into the dugout. Jeremy Hefner, the pitching coach, touches his hands, throws his hands up. What's going on? After the game, Drew Smith says the MLB official that's in the dugouts felt his hands after he was ejected and said and laughed and said, There's nothing on your hands. We have an MLB official in the dugout. Why is he not on the field helping out with this? And then, but it just goes, it it goes back to the, the, the fundamental rule is flawed in the way that major league baseball is going about this because they asked uh, the, the crew chief uh, Bill Miller after the game. And they said, uh, they asked him, what was the substance that was on his hands? And he said, I don't know. All I know is it was sticky. So here's the thing. Obviously, a couple nose, dude. Boogers are sticky, <laughs> right? I mean, are you not allowed to pick your nose? Like, give it a little tug and roll, and you know, hey, can I use it? Listen, guys are just trying to do their careers the best way they they right. can. No different than an umpire trying to get every call right, right? I'm sure what your your boy from Barstool, the guy that uh, uh, Frank. Yeah, he's probably biting that thing harder than anybody. I don't know what that thing is. It's like the dog bone he's got around his neck. He's got to bite that thing harder. What do you What do you do as a Mets fan? You chew on your your pillow, couch, <laughs> arm of your couch when stuff like that happens. What do you do? I, I honestly, I, I just, I just laugh sometimes because it's like that's kind of all you can do. It's just you smile through the pain. <laughs> you go to the refrigerator, crack a Bud Light, and just be like I'm just drinking. Watching I start this stress eating. I think mama. I start cookies and ice cream i just start stress eating, and I'm, just eating. Like, I'm a it. stress eater too bro <laughs> and there's been a lot of stress eating this year but i i i, <laughs> I to finish my rant here the and and i'm, I'm sure you agree with this but it, it's the rule itself has a fundamental issue the rules is stated that any umpire has the discretion to or has discretion to eject a pitcher if they think that there is an excessive amount in regards to pine to, or rosin specifically, if there is an excessive amount of rosin on a pitcher's hand, they, they are allowed. The what? They put it on the mound. You should be able to go to it as much as you want. Exactly. Listen, in Arizona, the air is so effing flipping dry, yeah. man. Okay, so I, I that doesn't even that doesn't even make sense. That's like saying, no offense to these umpires, they haven't been through the gamut to even know right or even if it's 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 too wet and moist air there's a whole reason why you need grip in Mm -hmm. in any sport i would no olympic gymnast and i'll just use this or a a a power lifter they go and get chalk and grip on their hands why because you perspire your nerves everything there's a reason why it's it's available there's a reason why it was freaking created all right. I don't care. Bowlers even have a grip, right? They have a tube of bowlers grip. Why? To hold on to the bowling ball. Do you want to see a fucking bowling ball going <laughs> airborne into a different lane? You know, let's ask Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a great bowler, right? Different sport and a baseball athlete. I would love, and he's a hitter. So I would love, he probably could pitch too. The guy can do anything. Yeah, he's ridiculous. 
He's ridiculous. It's it's almost disgusting how good of an athlete he is. <laughs> right? You want to you want to love and hate a guy like that? You're like, dude, you're just good at everything. You probably can draw. You can do magic tricks and shit like that. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, bowler's grip. Right? Sit there and go. Just t- take parallels. Because here's the topic of debate: Why are we so offended by like that? It's considered cheating. Oh, you're a cheater. Fans, listen, if you didn't have grip on your beer can and it slips into your lap and you spill it all over your nachos and the, and the <laughs> fan and your kid next to you or whatever and you just paid $15, I think it's 15 bucks a beer in Dodger Stadium maybe. Yeah, know? it's yeah, it's not cheap. It's, it's up there. Yeah. They're not cheap. Um, are you going to be pissed that you lost the grip on your beer? So that's why you have a koozie, right, when you have a barbecue. <laughs> Grip and you know, so come on, man. Well, it 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 goes. I mean, you could you could probably ask Mookie Betts the same question about hitting. Does he want a pitcher to have grip so that they know where the ball is going? As a hitter, you want. I would. I I feel like if you polled major league hitters, I'm sure that they would rather pitchers have the confidence in the in their grip on the baseball, especially when guys are throwing harder and harder. Right. Yeah, hundred hundred five coming at your ear hole. Come on. Exactly, but if that's the, really what it is, I don't know what these new guns are. Really, these guys are just getting that. Well, I I think we're, the the main problem with this rule is that the this is being left up to the umpire the umpire's discretion once again, and you know they've already got now they have enough to worry about with keeping track of the pitch clock, the timers, all of this stuff. They've got enough to worry about. With now, they have to police. They don't know what a foreign substance is. They don't know. And especially hey, the rule says it, it's excessive, an excessive amount. What is well, that? I have That's not a allergies. I have excessive allergies, okay? They've gotten worse as I've gotten older. Sure. Excessive allergies. I would use it to my advantage now because I have a lot of mucus coming out of my <laughs> nose, as you do. I know you got the same freaking yeah, problem, yeah, yeah. bro. Okay? So I would use it to my advantage. At this point, I would not take my allergy medicine. I would I'd just go just be yeah. running all Use, yeah. a little snot, a little rosin, and it's going to be sticky. Whoever, the is sitting there. yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I hope I touch the umpire touches my hand and he has allergies after too, because you're an idiot if you don't know that you you need grip to throw a guy's dang baseball because the seams are lower. That it, it, take a baseball, right? Yeah, I would love to do these experiments, but we are going to have a little cooking class, Guy Fieri. Uh, cooking show with mm-hmm. baseball rosin, and I'm going to show people how mm. with wet hair or a wet cloth. I don't have the hair to flow I used to have, but I'm going to make it where over the course of the show we're just going to talk, and I'm going to show people right here, right how how yeah. my hand yeah. will turn black and it will be sticky. You can't feel it because you yeah. heard Syracuse. I'm in Pittsburgh, but I will show you maybe somehow I will just get the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be the magic trick to see how, how what can stick mm. to my hand. By going like this after, and we'll just we'll throw that out there. Maybe we'll go viral, bro. Maybe hey. we'll go viral on show number twenty. That's the hope. I, I, it, it's crazy though because it's like you said, going back to what you said in the beginning of this discussion. But rosin is a legal substance. Sweat, right. Sweat is legal you just substance. sweat. So right. I, if you put rosin on your hands, you go back for your hair or whatever. You white like, you, what is he supposed to do? Hey, you know what? Let's let's get pitchers to uh, pitch in turfs. We'll see how many of those guys slip. Yeah. Okay. Let's right. do that. If we can't have grip on the hands, take their cleats off. Let's just let them slip and pull a groin. 
you know, not, not get a good foot, not get, get a good foot. It's the same thing. So we're gonna say, oh, his cleats are too, you know, his cleats are too sharp or whatever. It's it's getting a little bit dramatic, and maybe there wasn't enough news in baseball. Uh, I know our boy's slipping. He's written what three eighty two too. We talked about yeah, Arias, yeah, chase a, chase of four hundred. I mean, that's still pretty good hitting yeah, three eighty. We'll take three eighty, yeah. But I no, it it it's true, and it's it does suck that both times. I mean, Herman oh, got ejected in in uh, for the Yankees, but and I think anybody in their right mind is not going to look at Drew Smith or Max Scherzer or even Herman. I don't know, and say you know these guys are cheaters. They're using legal substances, and they're you know it, it's just I I, I don't know I, I don't know what I want grip on my coffee mug, bro. Yep, because I want to drink my coffee. Yeah, it's called friction, <laughs> physics. Yeah. Right? Let's go back to physics. Uh, did you take physics? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know whether the formula was, for friction is or if there is even one, but it was the only science need, class I liked because you could apply it to baseball somehow. So. There you go. Well, you need friction in order to hold a bat. You need friction to hold the ball and throw yeah. it where you want to make it spin. Okay. You need friction to spin and spin rate's a thing. Yeah. So if you can't have grip then the ball's not going to spin as much or it'll spin up into the press box Maybe that's why they put those nets all the way down because the balls and bats would be flying everywhere, and fans would uh, have no teeth. And that's exactly dental why. Program, yeah. Hopefully, you have a good dental program. And today's dental insurance has been brought to you by Aetna <laughs> or whatever Blue Cross Blue Shield. That's my that's my it's my dental insurance program right there. So there you go. There We're trying we go. to get sponsorships for the show. Let's not be bashful about it. Yeah. <laughs> We're new on the scene. Yeah. Yeah, we'll you take what how- we can get. Dental program would be fine, but uh, it, I mean, it, it's uh, yeah, it's quite the the topic of discussion, and I'm very curious to see where it goes later in the year. Um, okay, so you have nice teeth. Would you like? Do you like your teeth? I like my teeth. Okay, well, yeah. I think I think uh, I think some guys do like their teeth. Who was the last guy to get hit in the face? I know somebody in hmm. spring training. I think did Justin Turner. I think. He got hit in the face. Yes, that's right. I remember yeah. him just gushing blood at home plate. Do you think he would have a problem now? I would ask. That would be a great interview. Well. He would be a guy. Mookie Betts, if we can get Mookie on the show. Hey. Or Justin Turner, if you're listening. Not that you listen to Mound Visit. <laughs> it's generated about pitchers. Pitchers uh, and hitters don't get along right. But no, seriously. That's why these guys wear those guards, man. Mm. I, I would I would wear one 1,000% even if I didn't get hit in the face. If I was a hitter now. I want that extra little protection because if they're going to be taking grip away or questioning grip, yep. I, don't, I well, like my – and I like to bite into those chicken wings. Hey, that's – yeah, full circle. That's right. Well, the okay. game has yeah. changed so much in terms of you know the way that pitchers are geared to throw harder and harder and it's velocity over control. Location, right. And, and it's – you know, if that's going to be the case, control – or um, at least – these pitchers should have grip so that they can be confident in where they're throwing the ball. Or, you know, if, if they don't know where the ball is going, it, I, I don't know. It, it's the handle on it, man. Like, you know, you ever see those bowling balls? Speaking of bowling, yeah. they have those kids' bowling balls. Some of them, I think, had a handle that like pops out. Ejecto. Yeah. Go, go, gadget. Freaking baseball. I mean, it's, we're uh, going to get robotic, dude, right, with all this AI stuff and who knows? Maybe the umpires will be gone, and then they're gonna. These guys are gonna have like a pad that they have to go and put and like 
you know, identify whether they have sticky substance. It's going to be like a little, it's a little hand pad where they're just going to go up to it and go, is your grip okay? Does it pass the test? Or maybe there'll be a pad to be like, you can just dip your hand in this and it's all standard. Yeah. And everybody knows like when you get fingerprinted, here you go. Here's your That's, grip. Honestly, at this point. We just solved it, bro. We there solved sh- it. <laughs> there sh- well, what is the, because I, I, for this, I don't I don't even blame the umpires, to be honest. I blame Major League Baseball for being so and, and also it's I think about this with, with other sports too. Anytime there's some sort of I don't know, scandal or something, you know, and I'm not saying this is necessarily a scandal, but it's like why isn't the commissioner of baseball getting in front or somebody, somebody from that the PR office something getting in front of a microphone, answering reporters' questions, because it's always Major League Baseball does the same thing. They send a memo to the reporters or whatever, and it's just like, this is the rule, this was the decision. It's like, okay, but why? Why is this the decision? Why aren't you being more specific with this rule? What are you, like, how are umpires being trained to measure? Like, we need answers, and I think players need answers. I mean, Max Scherzer, and, you know, you gave up five runs, Max, so let's, let's, take accountability for that too but he um there you know there there um you know he said he's like this is something that we are all frustrated about and looking for answers you know it, it's it's just something that major league it's baseball needs to address. it's an easy fix and they're just avoiding it because yeah. face it uh, i don't know how many talk shows or blog podcasts and stuff are talking about this but uh we certainly are um and that's our that's our uh, hot topic, yeah. hot button here today. Well, you, I mean, as a pitcher, you've talked about this. You used what did you use for your for your grip? I I used rosin. I mixed it with water. That's what I said. I will show you. Brad Penny, yeah. when I played in Miami, he's like, dude, why is your hand black? I came in and I, I didn't realize how black it was. Mm. Dirt, rosin, and sweat, or water. It will make a black coat on your hand and i will prove that i'll get i'll get bowls mixing bowls of dirt rosin bag breaking bad on there in my office in the studio here and then we'll we'll start grabbing things i'll grab a pen and go look at i guarantee you i can make a pen levitate i'm gonna do some magic tricks (laughs) and we're gonna send it out to all the umpires maybe you can you know you're the techie side of our our uh our planet here and what we do on in, in on this spaceship and maybe you send it out there. We'll we'll put up uh, some Facebook ads and be mm-hmm. like, "Sticky, is this a sticky number twenty? <laughs> number twenty episode is sticky, bro." That's right. That's right. Well, what what else should we talk Another about? Another Run here? DMC song. We can do the little. We can do a little. Uh, it's tricky, but we can do it sticky by Run DMC. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> hey, it's sticky. If we got to start, if I have to start rapping for this podcast to take off, I'll do it. Well, listen. So, not sure if anybody wants to make, hear that, but no, we used to make guys sing. The rookies always mm-hmm. had to sing in front of the bus. Yep. You know, I did, I never did that, dude. And I was really? so thankful. Yeah, I was so, uh, dude, I was so nervous, and I like to sing. Something about being vulnerable to your teammates is it's it's like it's heart pounding. You want to accept you, yeah. It's it's that's actually scarier than pitching your first big league inning. Honestly, really? for me. I, what, that'd be a great question to pose to our guests. What's scarier, your first big league AB or your first big league inning, right? Yeah. Outing at, or singing on the bus mm. in front of your teammates. Mm-hmm. What was your 
what was your moment? And I know you played for a lot of different teams, but I guess as a younger player, what was your moment where like, or was there a moment where you kind of knew, okay, like I'm accepted by these guys. When do you know that that is, I guess as a rookie, it's probably hard to, to figure out, but when do you know that you're kind of, you can be more comfortable or whatever, or maybe you can't, I don't know. That you've contributed. Yeah. And you contribute to a win. Like it, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's where some of the the old school stuff that happened, you know, some of the traditions of, you know, dressing up rookies, which is now prohibited. There's mm-hmm. another stupid rule. Right? Don't have fun. Baseball is supposed to be fun. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think I think it's just, you know, if you're a good person, yeah. you know, if you're if you're a guy who acts like, you know, you just got there and you're controlling the radio or you're. Mm. And things that veterans have earned that right you just okay. don't you just don't jump in and think that you're automatically hey man you just kind of keep quiet mm-hmm. earn your stripes and then you're accepted it's just kind of a i don't know unless yeah. unless you got to be over the top you know charismatic personalities i've played with a few of those and, and it's, sometimes it's like whoa dude like there's a lot of alpha in this room we all got to respect that. Yeah. Check our egos at the door. A lot of egos because it takes a lot of confidence to do that. And even when you don't have it, you got to pretend like you have it. Right. Uh, Cause let's favorite confidence is wavered every day. Yeah. You know, are you confident that you got to accomplish what, I don't know. I didn't know going into this show. Are we confident that people are going to watch our show? We're putting out content and vulnerable to, be criticized somebody's gonna hate our show sure somebody's gonna you know, rip us apart say oh i don't agree with this statement whatever it's okay you know everybody yeah. can 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 but let's respect each other man you 100%. know that's what that's what goes on in the clubhouse and if you're winning and and pulling the rope the same way um like i said i've said it many times at the end of the at the end of the day when you're spraying champagne and on each other it's it's usually collectively we had a good group of guys, and we enjoyed being around each other. That's yeah. always been it. There's always been a good clubhouse vibe where guys get along. They can bag on each other. Uh, they make fun of each other, but it's all in good fun and yeah. good nature. So, Well, I want to ask you, speaking of some of those clubhouses that you've been in, I know you shared a clubhouse uh, for many years with Andrew McCutcheon who yeah. just recently got his 2,000th hit yeah, in congrats, the show. Man, that's, yeah. that's a big feat, big number. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about him just because, I mean, he's had a just a, an incredible career so far. Um, that seems like, you know, it's still got some life left in it. So talk a little bit about Andrew McCutcheon and his, you know, his impact on teams that you've played on and what it was like sharing a clubhouse with him. Yeah, well, he had an MVP season, you know, uh, all-star season. Uh, I was one of five guys, which was hasn't been done in Pittsburgh since the, you know, 70s when they had those championships, their, their last World Series. That's right. In 13, yeah, right? You guys were all, 86. Yeah. As a Mets fan, 86. We got 79. It's been a big drought, bigger drought. Here. We're, we're, we're trying to catch the Cubs record here. Yeah. Uh, but, no, McCutcheon – you know, he was not a soapbox guy, meaning I think everybody wanted him to be the – he was the face, the big name here, mm-hmm. um, be that leader. But he kind of 
took a step back. I think there was there was a lot of good. Like we had Russ Martin, we had AJ Burnett, um, Andrew McCutcheon, Neil Walker. I think everybody kind of had their role. Myself, we kind of all had our roles to just kind of take care of our unit, you know. Yeah. And I think now more than ever, I think Cutch coming back to Pittsburgh. I think I think you start to feel even like you said, how does a rookie act and how do you feel accepted? I think Cutch, given the the road and the path that he's taken and all the accolades and, and the, the resume he's built, yeah. he might yeah. now feel comfortable to be more outspoken or sure. take that rookie under his wing and be like, Hey kid, I'm passing the baton and you feel confident in taking that role on. I think that just happens over the course of your career and mature and then people want you to go, dude, tell me the secret. You've you've done it. You've done it for so long. Tell me what the secret is and uh, but you know, I'm sure he's he's asking questions too. If he stopped asking questions, you never stop learning. Mm-hmm. So it, it'd be a curious. I'd be curious to ask him now. You know, some of his his brain waves of what what his thoughts are and how he is handling that that role in the clubhouse. Because um, I don't see that. I don't. I don't. I don't get to be privy to just check yeah. in and see what Kutch is actually doing. Those what's behind those doors and what happens underneath those stadium seats. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm glad to say that Pittsburgh's kind of back on the winning side in a very uh, interesting division, man. Yeah. Where 500 is hovering on 500, you're in first place at 500. But uh, yeah, the, both of the central divisions are uh, the NL and the AL Central are a little weak. They're weak. Yeah, <laughs> they're weak. They're weak. It's it's a weak division compared compared to right. right? Baseball's tough, and and maybe. Like I said, some teams will emerge and they'll get hot and be uh, spoilers, and, and, and you know they always are. Those 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 teams that are um, hovering to play for nothing. I remember in 2006 when I went to the World Series, that team yeah. with Detroit, we had to win one game against the Kansas City Royals to win the division. Yeah, we got swept by Kansas City, dude, and we were an unbelievable team. We had an unbelievable team. And they said, hey, pack your bags. It was almost like I couldn't believe they said it. I'm like, it's like saying, don't think of a, don't mention there's a no hitter or a perfect game going on. Just the stuff you don't say, mm-hmm. right? Don't even mention it. Just keep quiet. Um, they said, hey, just pack your bags. You know, um, if we, whatever, I don't know how they said it, but pack your bags because if we don't win our division, we are going to New York to be the wild card. We we at least have the wild card. So have your bags ready. We don't know what's going to happen. Crazy things happen in this game. They said it, and we had to pack. And we were going. We want. We didn't win the division. We got swept by Kansas City. Right. We wound up playing the Yankees, who we wound up beating, sweeping Oakland to get into the World Series. Um, we could have played the Mets that year too. They were defend. They were playing battling the Cardinals. Yeah. I. There's yes. more heartbreak that you're bringing up here. It's just all – it never listen, ends. Though, listen, though. Those 86 Mets, they're still legends. They don't want anybody to win. Keith Hernandez, they don't want – they don't. They they will pass that baton probably oh. reluctantly but graciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Kent to Colby and some of the – I'm watching Pirates history in between. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, these guys are falling off, and, and they're going to have Pirates history. Who's going to talk about – you know, the 79 team and back when and all this stuff. They're going to have to move it up a little bit, but come on, Pittsburgh. We got to get some more winning ways here. I'm hoping that we can get in as a wild card. Ten years, like I am. I'm rooting for the 10-year reunion 
October 1st, 2013. It's now 2023. Yeah. I'm rooting for Pittsburgh to have a chance at playoff baseball. One of the 12 teams in the tournament. I'm hoping yeah. we get in. Let's say, I mean, honestly, since I need a new, I need team. a new team to, root. <laughs> I need a new team to root for this year, and not like Tampa Bay, bro, get on the bandwagon or something. I'm on. Dude. No, I'm gonna root for Pittsburgh. I have to. I think. Okay. I have to because I'm. I don't want to root for an AL team. I'll. Root, I'll stick in the NL. NL but like, yeah. I, I just I need for my mental health. I think because <laughs> mental health is we know how important it is, and you know. Mine needs a little bit of of looking after, especially because. How much therapy do you have to go to as a Mets fan? How many people have their psychologist just on? I know Frank, said boy Frank there, Frank the Tank. He he got given that rubber. What is that thing he chews on? I don't know. It, like you know what it actually toy? is? Do they have that, like a dog toy that just they made a necklace for him. It's so he he used to just snap glasses in half. <laughs> anger management is it really is that real is that real is it put on i don't know i don't know i don't know it's, it's a shtick for it's sure it's you know like it, it's you mean huh it's made for television is that what you're saying i mean I, possibly you I know think it's to an extent fan. i think he's a oh he's a real fan for sure and yeah, i think no, he, I that. he's definitely more fiery than than the average fan i think to the extent, like all the screaming and everything, he's—I think he's playing it up a little bit. But I mean, hey, you know, he's built his, his personal brand off of it, so I guess. Right. But Mets fans in general, I, I don't read the posts and stuff as a Mets fan. They—they they generally. It's a like, sickness. Man. Yeah, it's a sickness for sure. It's like we're we're gluttons for punishment and. So <laughs> just anything you guys are angry, you're all angry. Maybe you need to go ask Frank what that thing is. It was a pencil eraser. What he's chewing on, one of those mega erasers. You know, erase the problem in your head, right? Yeah. Maybe you need to go. You know, walk up a hill or antidepressants good- could be in the. You know, you never know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that should be our sponsor. What's uh? Oh, better help. Better help. It should better be help. uh. Yeah. <laughs> Online therapy. Uh. We got to have something. Harvey Dorfman's written some good mental film. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The mental game of pitching. Great and, one. And mental game of baseball. Harvey mm-hmm. Dorfman, legend. No. Oh. Um, if you haven't read those books. Absolutely. And I apologize. The more I talk, I'm seeing my allergies are flaring up as it's going. So maybe maybe I'm going to start sticking to my coffee mug here <laughs> well, by the end of the show. Well, as, I don't know what else I'm going to you know, I put on my glasses and then it's like, they're stuck to me for the rest of the day. You're like Spider-Man when he all first right. finds out he has powers. He's like, yeah, the, yeah. powers. Hey, sorry, all this sticky substance, bro. Well, as a as a way to finish out the show, you got to help me out because I need. We can't end on the Mets because it's too it's too sad of a topic to end on. What do we What do we think about this? Because I I saw this last night, and um, did you see what happened in Oakland? Where they? I, not, I haven't been following the A's. Okay, so this will actually. I'll get your reaction. Other than this. my boy Jace Peterson, he came in here, absolutely put a hurting on, and I root for my guys, my good friends. It's yeah. hard. It's hard when, the, like I said, I had to pitch against Clint Barmus. He was one of my roommates in 2012, mm. and I faced him to close out a game, and I was like, oh man, this is so hard. It's bragging rights for sure, but I was like, I uh, just, it was like, I love the guy, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. And so it was wasn't that one of my better fist pumps because i was like oh, I, just, <laughs> I love the guy but uh yeah so 
Um, well, in in Oakland, speaking of your friend Jace Peterson, they their fans did a reverse boycott of the Oakland A's last night. They almost, I mean, they there were just about thirty thousand people that showed yeah. up to the game. They all went dead quiet. And then right in the fifth inning, they start chanting, sell the team. And it was so loud that the A's pitcher on the mound thought his um, pitch <laughs> count was broken. So he was like trying to listen. He could barely hear. They ended up winning the game. They've now won seven straight. They beat the Tampa Bay Rays. They've now won seven straight games. They're the hottest team in baseball. Um, Dude, they are, I'm telling you, some of those, the fans there, they, they are awesome. Yeah. The, the Oakland fans, man. Every time you go in there with their the stuff that they allow in the in the stadium for drums and yeah noisemakers and checking the drum through security. How do you put that <laughs> big ass drum right? That's right. Uh, to check well, that, through the that was the whole point of the the demonstration was to prove that the fans are n- not the issue with this team. They, right. We've got fans here in Oakland. Um, it's money, man. It's always money. Right, right. Money ball. They're, 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 they're not a high payroll team. Everybody yeah. knows that. Mm-hmm. And they need, they, they're looking to get some money out of the club. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's why they're looking at Nashville. You know, Vegas, well, Vegas just got, Vegas. they just got approved that money for the, the plot. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Listen, but, Montreal, uh, Montreal wants baseball too. So, you know, there are, there are fans, but again, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how they choose pick and choose how yeah. uh, it's there. Like then there's, there's, there's cities, like I said, New York, Chicago, LA, they get, they can have two teams. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. expanding the game anymore with, with teams, it's going to dilute too much. Uh, you know, I just think that there's what's the tipping point, right? Of having just enough teams, too many teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see in years to come what happens with that. Because I know, I mean, they've thrown around a lot of cities in terms of expansion and what, you know, I, obviously Vegas is a, I mean, they, their hockey team just won the cup. So it's good. They just got a football team within the last few years. Might make sense to get a baseball team there. You never know. I know um, Portland has been a, a destination. Yeah. Um, talk about Nashville, obviously, um, and then That'd be Montreal. A great I love Nashville. I'm yeah. Nashville is is a, there? I ha- no, but my brother, my older brother, lives in Nashville. He's getting married in October, so I'll be going to uh, Nashville for the first time in October, which I'm very pumped about. All right. So well, hey, I got I got a good little container village. Mm. Um, it's about I don't know about seven ten minutes outside of uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, so I'll have to give you the link, dude. It's pretty cool. Okay. They make they made these container apartments you can rent. Oh, it's a little about six six of them. These container cool. homes. People look at all different instead of a hotel experience. And there's this little little uh, grinder of a place, little hamburger stand. It's nice. it's awesome. I took Jace. My son, yeah, we go hang out with Scott Brown, who another guest we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. That was my reason for uh, going there, and and the hotels were kind of pricey, so I was like on yeah. campus and near campus. But I had found this this Airbnb kind of place, and uh, it was neat, man. I love it. Neat experience. That sounds awesome. Well, I, that's I think that's a great way to end the show. Visit Nashville, you Visit know, Nashville. and 
visit our YouTube channel, watch our show, Mound yeah, Visit, man. listen subscribe to the show. Yes, subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit us up on social media. Let us know what you what topics you guys want to hear. Um, hear us talk about and complain about like me that's what i like to do you know how it is um and then uh angry. yeah They're angry you're not angry frank dude that's angry no. i'm not that we're angry we're gonna yeah. give you a nickname we're gonna give you a nickname you're gonna kind of this 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 new persona that's gonna emerge from mound visit man hopefully hopefully it's uh this troll know. this angry troll <laughs> out there you just start morphing into it the angry troll, the green goblin, some shit that's going to happen to you. I know. I hope everybody still recognizes me after I go full psycho mode after this season. This might be the, the end of me, but hopefully well, not. Well, if you don't have any teeth, we know you're biting something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> like a rock or something. Yeah, just <laughs> even more pain. Yeah. More oh, pain. man. Well, pain. I, always a great always a great time talking ball. And, uh, I mean, we could talk for hours, I feel like. and But, I mean, the good thing is, you know, the baseball season is in full swing, so even when we don't have guests, there's still plenty of. of we're not even at the halfway stuff. mark, bro. No, we're at right? we're just over the third mark, I think, if that's the I, correct I, way to say it. Yeah, however the breakdown is, but uh, I would love to go out to Seattle for the All Star Game, but it's Ooh. working that in. My son, my son Jace was uh, was like, Dad, can we go to the All Star Game? Because I took him when it was in Denver. Mm. I was looking at flights. It's like seven hours to get out there. He's got baseball. And mm. I'm like, if I'm going out to Seattle, which is one of my favorite cities, it was one of my yeah. favorite road trips. I said, we got to go out there longer than two, three days. Mm-hmm. I want to take him salmon fishing. And the, the Northwest is, is, is cool. The Seattle's a great little town, man. Good music. Grinder music. Pearl Jam from out there. Little Chris Cornell Soundgarden stuff. Yeah. Nice. Um, great. The Farmer's Market. Yeah, so lots awesome. to lots to lead up to it. There's our teaser. That's right. Thanks for yeah. hanging with us, sticking Absolutely. in there. That's the theme. Thanks for sticking in. <laughs> Subscribe to our channel, YouTube. Uh, yep, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get those. Disaster, whatever the guy says. That's right. We are on. We are airing. Case, thanks for riding the spaceship with us. Episode twenty, Mound visit. Uh, have a great Wednesday, everybody. Yes, sir. Oh, you next time we'll have some hot topics. Oh, you know what? I didn't do the, even do the preview of what people wanted to comment. I messed up. My <laughs> coffee wasn't my coffee wasn't as ready as it usually. It wasn't is. sticking to you. It yeah, wasn't this morning. <laughs> Stick right. with it, man. All, All right, right, guys. Man.